founder Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. So you've heard me talk about human design and gene keys and how these modalities played a key role in my personal transformation. But today we're going to dive in a bit deeper on the subject and discuss the how. How is this possible? Much of my personal transformation took place through the exploration of the Gene Keys Venus sequence. The topic for today's conversation is alchemy through human design and Gene Keys. And when we use this term of alchemy in a spiritual sense, we're talking about the transformation of something, often an inner transformation. In medieval times, this was the transformation of matter, which often was related to turning base metals into gold. We're going to be talking about our journey on this planet Earth and how we can take these challenging situations that life hands us and transform them into something truly golden. Gene Keys was introduced by Richard Rudd. And defining the Gene Keys and its multifaceted expressions in one simple sentence can be challenging. However, one of the ways we can work with the Gene Keys is through contemplation of the actual keys themselves. These keys are beautiful contemplations of ancient wisdom that Richard shares that goes into the depths of what is known as the ancient I Ching hexagrams or the book of changes. Richard shares that each of these keys hold different frequencies and those are a shadow, which is the lower expression, a gift, which is the higher expression, and a city, which is the highest possible expression of that energy or key. Through this contemplation and self-reflection of energies, we open a door of deep insight into how our present day reality is playing out. My special guest today is Beckett Johnson. Beckett is an intuitive life coach and artist who revolutionizes personal development through Becketing, which he defines as a unique method of authentic truth-telling. He integrates human design, gene keys, and mindset strategies to guide his clients to transformation. As a TBI survivor, he inspires others to convert challenges into opportunities for growth. So, Becca, it is so nice to have you on my show, and I am just really excited to have this conversation, and I kind of want to jump right in. So, if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe what the journey looked like to get you here to become, you know, an intuitive life coach? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it was a journey I didn't expect, um, but what happened really about nine years ago, actually, I'm coming up on 10 years, I suffered a traumatic brain injury and oh, wow. almost didn't make it. I had like a 1% chance of survival. And wow. yeah, I had started my spiritual journey before that, going to a spiritual center here and stuff. And I really believe like when it happened here, they did like a prayer circle and all this stuff because it was pretty detrimental. And yet all of a sudden, you know, the bleeding in my brain stopped. And so I came out of it and I always look at it now as like, that was the universe. And people may think this is 
crazy, but it's how I look at it, that it needed to like clear my whole belief system mm. and get me to level up and start over. So trying to get through that and overcome it, it really launched me into what I do now because I had to learn how to survive, how to heal, how do I identify now even in this in this world? Because after a brain injury, your whole life is wiped apart. It's like starting over at the age of, I was 41 at the time. Wow. So it's wow. like, okay, let's bring this out. And so I had to figure, I, I didn't have healthcare coverage at the time because I was in between job, my job, my company had got bought out. So I was on my own. So the universe pretty much, you want to talk about trust and, yeah. and, you know, knowing that, okay, like I physically can't do anything here. I have to just wholeheartedly give everything to the universe and trust that I'll be guided. And so as I navigated that path, I realized I started working with other survivors and I was doing coaching. I'd always been doing coaching, but this, and then I would get these downloads and these ideas and these messages. And like, I could just stand up in a room and work it. And I was like, I don't understand why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's weird. And my friends, like I would be down at the, you know, leading these workshops on grief and my friend would be doing an outline. She was leading another workshop and she's like, aren't you going to do a workshop? Aren't you going to do an outline? I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be in the room and the energy and then I know what to say and how to come about it. And so that kind of put me on this journey of like understanding my gifts, understanding who I am. And I was like, well, why don't I get certified in this? Yeah. So Ugh. that's how I ended up going to school in, in Phoenix. And then I got certified and then met more like-minded people and opened more gifts. And here we are today. I love that. And it's so funny. I'm I'm like almost laughing hearing because not the, not the trauma part, <laughs> you know, just to be clear. Um, but the, you know, how you're describing it sounds like exact language, I would say. And since we're talking about human design, I do have to ask, do you have your identity center defined? It is defined, but trying to remember there was a key or something in there that kind of yeah, yeah I know I know you love the gene keys and so I'm like throwing you on the spot here <laughs> but I was curious because I relate very much to um feeling the energy in the room and the language you gave yeah is is completely and I don't know if you feel like you identify as an empath in the typical way people yeah. use, but I've always felt like most of the time I'm actually feel grounded or I feel like I enjoy feeling the energy of the room more than I feel drained from it. There are times I do, but most of the time I like, I love speaking to an audience, you know, because you can feel the shift Yes. And the audience, the energy. And I, you know, I love that. Well, yeah. And I totally, it was funny. I used to go to these brain injury retreats and the first night was always intense. They would have you tell your story. Yeah. And he picked me, Adam Pierce, he runs it and he's like, I need you to lead it. And he kept picking me here. And I'm like, I hated being in the spotlight. Like I, that was not my thing. Yeah. Um, and I kept getting pushed and I'm like, why do you want me to lead? And he's like, because you have a way of creating vulnerability in a space 
unlike anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. And I really didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, okay, obviously I'm supposed to keep doing this. But what I ended up learning, right, to your point is, yes, I'm definitely empathic. I can feel, it's like, I know what I know. Yeah, yeah. And I can feel it. So I had to learn to work with it because it didn't drain me so much as it drew so many people to me. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't know when to like cut it off and be like, okay, I need... I need that time to reassess and like rejuvenate myself. So when I finally learned that I was channeling the energies and the, you know, the yeah. like I just, cause I would say stuff. And then sometimes afterwards I'm like, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was like yeah. exactly what they needed to hear, but it wasn't coming from me per se. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it was something I had to identify, but yes, I totally, I don't, I don't identify with the drainage because I learned to work with it. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I, on a, on a personal note, I am so curious, all these words you're saying are just making my brain, you know, want to ask questions. So I am, I would love to see your human design chart. If you don't mind, like <laughs> I will, yeah. after the I call. Will share yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, goodness. So, uh, you know, what an interesting story. I can only imagine going through something that, like you said, just talk about a forced stop, you know, to kind of just rebuild and restart. And I'm just curious, was there this intuitive connection where you felt like, oh, this is for a reason? I know you mentioned you kind of touched on spirituality prior, or did it kind of just wipe you out? Why am I here? You know, that human reaction of why is this happening to me, you know, and kind of getting caught in the situation. I'm curious. Yeah, it was what, and I'm sure you've heard this. It was my dark night of the soul. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was plummeting me into, I mean, cause the thing about the brain injury, which people probably don't really understand is I never woke up in the hospital and was like, oh, I'm in the hospital and I have a brain injury. You just, I didn't even know what year it was. I thought it was 1983. It was 2014. What about 83 of all the years? I don't know. (laughs) Trust me, everybody asked me that. They're like, why did you say 1983? I "I don't know. I don't remember saying it. (laughs) But I didn't recognize my friends. I didn't recognize my wife at the time. You know, we're we're not together anymore. I didn't. So I wasn't cognitively there. Even then, my mom would tell me of conversations she had with me in the hospital. I'm like, I don't know who you were talking to, but it wasn't me because I don't have any recollection of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mind blowing when you think about that. Like my body and mind were operating without my consciousness being aware of what it was doing. Yeah. So it was a relearning and kind of slowly, I don't even know how to explain it. Like you just slowly come back to life and go, okay, I I don't know. You just start trying to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it was very dark and I lost my taste and my smell. Hmm. So I can't taste or smell and I lost 90% of my hearing in my one ear. So you look at my three senses are gone. Wow. Yeah. Which is which is funny because in human design, my sense is smell. Oh, mine is too. But I'm like, what do I do with that? Because right, it's yeah. gone. Like it was yeah. taken from me. Mm. Wow. So why? You know, so I yeah. went through this whole idea of especially in a society that identifies with food. Yeah. I couldn't identify anymore. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it was definitely this dark night. Of the, it took me, it wasn't until this last year, I would say, to where I could finally look and go, okay, this was one of the greatest bro- blessings of my life. Yeah. Wow. But it took a whole nine years of 
going through that and dealing with the emotions. And it was never a victim of why me is so much of what now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, this hurts. Yes, I have these disabilities. But how do I move through this? How do I get through this? How do I get to the other side? And the only thing that really kept me going was knowing I had a 1% chance of survival. And I'm here for a reason. Right. And so God or source or whatever you want to call it kept me here. So it's my due diligence to figure out why. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? And and so it was like, I'm going to make the most of this. I just don't know the path. And so that became the trust and dance with the universe because oh, there's stories over and over where I could say this thing didn't work and then yeah. this person got brought in and you know what I mean? Because yeah. I couldn't physically will my way through this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness that what a story uh what an experience now can can you tell me on this path at what point or what led you to human designer gene keys that's an interesting one i'm trying to figure out where i even heard of human design where it popped up somewhere i was on this quest when i went to school and it was funny because i call it it was a southwest institute of the healing arts and it felt like hogwarts Oh, you know what I mean? Like if, I you, love if, you talk, yeah. if you would talk to my friends that were there and friends I still have, like this person could talk to dead people and this person could do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which we didn't want to share with the rest of the world because everybody thought we were crazy. So it really opened me up to my view of healing from this injury was I'll try anything yeah. as long as it's not going to hurt me. Okay. So it didn't matter. I tried healing sessions. I tried yeah. sound healing, I whatever energy. So that kind of led me down this path of all these energetic modalities. And then human design came in. I had heard about it. It didn't really yeah. stick at first. And then when I was leaving, one of my friends was moving from Phoenix. He had a human design book and he was getting rid of them. And he's like, do, do you want, does anybody want this? And I go, I do. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And for whatever reason at that time, I just dove straight in for days. And I'm a 4-1. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, then. Yep. <laughs> right. So, you know, I went into full one mode and it was like just divulging. And I, it just everything understood. And I had this dream. It wasn't necessarily a dream. I call it an altered state, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Astral trap. But it was like uh, me looking at this holographic image of like your natal chart, your numerology, your human design, your jinkies, and pulling all these pieces together to create this one puzzle. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do with that. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. That's amazing. And then the human design came in and it just was like, here you go, like learn this. And it just made sense in like three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah. Quickly, it just, I've, I've said that it's felt like information that kind of rose up instead of downloaded. Yeah. Um, and I love how you talked about, you know, looking at the different modalities. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Edward Grant. Are you familiar with him? No. Um, he's, he, I think you'd like him. He uses a term light signature. So essentially the, you know, the idea that it doesn't really much matter completely which modality you're looking at, yeah. you know, with using this information, you're just reading your light signature. And, you know, I love it, especially because raised in a religious 
background where it's like, don't ask questions. You know, this is just how Mm. it is. You know, no answers were given. Now it's like, oh, okay. So this system is saying this, this system is saying this, this Mm. is, and they're all saying the same thing. And that's answering things that, you know, to questions I didn't even realize I had. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. But yes, I, that's, you know, I don't know if it was exactly three days, but <laughs> yeah, I absolutely resonate with what you're saying. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it just kind of, and my, and you know, JJ had, I had talked to her and it's a mutual friend and she was just like, how did you learn all this in three? I go, I don't know. To your point, it was like a remembering. It yeah. was just, it all made sense. And, and she, and exactly, I look at all these modalities as tools of different pieces that we get right? Insight yeah. and aspects to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so then once I dove into human design, Gene Keys, of course, was next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can't have, can't have one without the other. So I'm like, okay, let's go deeper. And so that's, you know, then I bought the book and then I was diving into all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, Gene Keys, that's where the majority of my transformation took place. Like mm-hmm. that was the deep journeys, the, you know, human design helped me feel empowered and gave me permission to be myself. You know, it, it was validating, but Gene Keys was where transformation really took place. And I'm wondering, I'd love to hear, was this the case for you or is there I'm going to see, I get ahead of myself. I'm just so excited. I can tell in this conversation that I'm just really excited about all of these things. So it's like, I'm trying to move five steps ahead. So let's back up. Um, We're talking about alchemy. First off, in your own words, can you help us by giving us an example of how these systems, these modalities can be used to, you know, offer this transformative experience how how would you describe it how do you view question. it i agree with you i look at human design i always say like human design is like the blueprint the gears yes yeah the cogs the parts right it's it's like okay here's how this works but if you really want to go deeper and get like open up and get into the like the oils and stuff that really change and make the machine so to speak yeah go, it's it's jinkies and so I, I agree with you there. To me, that's the alchemy is in the gene keys, right? Because you have to look. And I think that's exactly what my brain injury taught me. I was in this dark tunnel and I thought there's no way I'm getting through this. And so like a gene key, there's a shadow, mm-hmm. right? And it's that quantum entanglement. The two are attached. You can't have a shadow without a gift, right? Which is the light because everybody thinks, oh, you know, like destroy the shadow, destroy the gift. And it's like, you can't do that. Because if you realize like the brighter you shine, go stand out in the sun. Yeah. You're going to see a bigger shadow on the ground. Mm-hmm. They dance with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the alchemy in that is, right, how do I take this darkness for me and find the light and now it's find the gift mm-hmm. and up level and transform my life in a way. And to me, that's what Gene Keys does is it gives you the, I call them energy blocks. Okay. Yeah. And I've okay. given them archetypes because I find people can relate more to characters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because most people, when I sat there and I was watching being a 4 1, <laughs> Richard running, going, this is amazing, but people are struggling with this. Mm-hmm. They're it's, not really talking with it. Right. It's involved. It's involved. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so he'll say, like, contemplate. Well, I realize people don't even know how to meditate, <laughs> let alone to contemplate. <laughs> 
what I mean? So when you tell somebody contemplate, they're like, what do I do with that? And that's, you know what I mean? Like, what do I do with that? And when one of my gene keys, my life's work is taking quantum tough ideas and making them so simple that people understand and can use them. Like, yeah. which makes total sense to me. And yeah. it was like, okay, so how can I take this body of work and make it super simple that people can actually use it as a transformation tool? Mm. So that's where I came up with the archetypes. And then that's where I came up with the alchemy and gave, you know, exercises for each one and saying, okay, take contemplation out of it, which is part of it, yeah. but I can teach you how to contemplate without telling you to contemplate. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I can teach you and give you actual exercises to go, okay, do this. And that's contemplation mm -hmm. without you getting overwhelmed with that. And that's to me is what Gene Keys is because you really have to, and you're going to bounce with this the rest of your life. Yeah. So if you can transmute these energy blocks, right? That's what they are. Your inherent DNA energy blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In different areas of your life, relationships, work, prosperity then you can now receive the gift and learn to work with that energy in a way that actually benefits you and doesn't hold you back. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that answers your question. Uh, yeah, it does. And, <laughs> and I'm realizing <laughs> I've got so much spinning in my head. Um, I'm just going to say right now, I think, you know, you've talked to, you've used the word quantum a few times and I think I'm actually going to, if you're interested, I'd love to have you back on the show to kind yeah. of revisit some of this language you're using because I know there's so much I want to cover and I'm realizing that we could have another conversation <laughs> very easily. Um, okay. So yes, I love how you talked about quantum entanglements, you know, and, and the perspective of looking at this as energy blocks too is language I have not heard. Um, but I, I love that and I resonate with that. And I also find it very entertaining that you, you know, you talking about contemplation because Beckett, I'm not kidding you. If you listen to, my episodes, probably at least everyone, you'll hear me say <laughs> contemplation. Um, and, and, but you're right because I, for me, meditation, self reflection, and I mean, that goes into this topic of alchemy and, you know, a story I could share about you know, personal transformation I received and it's related to the 20, which is contemplation. So, <laughs> and it's also in my human design chart, the only gate I have in my throat that makes me a manifesting generator. So yeah, pretty much every episode, contemplation, contemplation. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does, right? It does encompass what you're supposed to do. But I've learned, I ran a, a brain injury survivors support group, mm -hmm. right? And I learned that what was shocking to me and surprising, and at the time, the key buzzwords were mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. Nobody knew what that meant. Yeah. Everybody wow. thought meditation was you got to stop your mind from thinking and that you basically have to sit on a cushion for eight to 10 hours. And I'm like, a fluffy one, a fluffy right. cushion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there's a thousand different ways to meditate. Yeah. And their minds were blown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it gave me a lot of insight and research to go, okay, how can I make this? simple for everyday people yeah to understand these terms and really understand the power and tools that these modalities have mm -hmm. and so contemplation i found i mean when richard rudd has to write a whole book on what contemplation is <laughs> yeah <laughs> people don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
dying. I'm dying. It's so it's so fun. I, I you know I love seeing contrast too. You know because yes. it's like yeah that's my favorite book. Like that was my favorite right. part. But that was because that was my biggest journey. You know yes. and and I mean I'd love to share for a moment. So I have the twenty, which um, for those who don't know, I know I've shared you know gift um, uh, shadow expression gift and city. Um, so this is the shadow is superficiality, the gift self-awareness and the city is present. And I can remember when I heard this, I'm like, I'm not superficial, you know, but really a lot of what is about this is being absent. And, yeah. you know, not having the self-awareness of you your environment, everything. And so I grew up in a very toxic environment and I, you know, I didn't know who I was. I was, I, I, there, no such thing as contemplation or right. self-awareness, <laughs> you know, because I was just trying to get through the dang day, you know? <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of challenge there and, this is in my gene key chart in the IQ, which is related to mental blocks or your intellect, um, you know, gifts and challenges as it relates to the mind. And mine is the fifth line, which is the practical mm. mind or the defensive mind. And this, it, it, you know, it has this potential to invite transformation and be a catalyst for change. But how can we do that if we're not able to function, you know, right. and be aware? And so it look what it happens is I've said numerous times that being insecure, because that was a big journey for me, I have a completely open identity center. So people pleasing, self-worth issues, codependency, all of that was a big journey. So I've said that almost being insecure is probably one of the selfish things I've done in my life. Because when you're mm -hmm. operating in that state of fight or flight, that you aren't able to be receptive to your environment. And it did make me appear selfish and superficial, you know, but this was kind of a trauma response, just trying to get through. And so it took me coming to, to understand and evolve through to kind of tap into some of the gift potential to be, you know, identify as a person that's capable of penetrating through our essence and, you know, inviting change and pausing and contemplating and being present. And so, yeah, that was a big journey for me. How about you? Is there like one particular um, moment that was like really impactful in your journey with Gene Keys? I think jinkies, and I love what you said there, which I'll have to look at my identity center now because I'm like, is it okay? <laughs> insecurity was, I love that you said that insecurity was selfish. What a great way to look at that because so many other people, right, look at it the opposite way. Yep. And I think for me, looking at my jinkies, and there's right, and I'm sure you probably look at this too, is there's such a theme as you start to go through it. Oh, and yeah. My Venus. Right. It's right there. I mean, even with your human design, they bridge and then you're like, oh, OK, I see. And I think 
Um, for me, it was the SQ, which is 55. Okay. For me. Okay. Right. Freedom. <laughs> right. Right. But freedom. But what does that look like? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then clinging, like I call that one the game changer um, because it can be a huge, that's the archetype for it, a huge catalyst to change things. But I struggle. And I'm also, a let me, let me put this out there. I'm a Taurus, Taurus, Libra. So I'm a Taurus, <laughs> Taurus rising and a Libra moon. So we don't like change. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> there's nothing about me that loves change as a fixed sign. Right. So again, yeah. the polarity of it. And so that of clinging to old ways, to clinging to old ways of being and understanding, even through, if I look back at my childhood and I, and I had a tough childhood um, at times, you know, growing up with domestic violence and some stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, mm -hmm. and realizing my entire life was putting me in situations where I had to learn to change and be fluid yeah. from little, yeah, from a little kid. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and once I read this in the, in the gene keys and saw this and thought, Oh, right. But I did a lot of things was I was the great, I was the good kid. I was, mm -hmm. let me make everything. Okay. Yeah. Let me make everybody at peace. When my world is chaotic around me, I'll be the fixer. Yeah. I'll make it. And it always backfired on me. Oh, and that's so anti four one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like opposite. <laughs> right. And at the time I didn't know. Right. So it was like, I was just, but I was getting beat up. I was mm -hmm. getting, you know, I was attracting the wrong people also, right. Empy empath and all that. I'm getting used. I, you know, the people that treated me bad, I loved, which yeah. what to, to, because I was made fun of being too sensitive Yeah. as a kid, you're too sensitive. You're too, you know, you're too into that. And it was like, I, you're too emotional. You're too into the, and I'm like, so I tried to hide it. I thought sensitivity was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I think going through all these processes and then my brain injury to me was this final pull in this key yeah. of change. It's like, okay, now you're going to have to change because you have no other choice and there's nothing you can give to anybody because you're literally checked out mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people that showed up were people who actually just loved me because they loved me because I couldn't to be put in a position where you can no longer give anything. Even if I wanted to give, I couldn't because I yeah. mentally wasn't even there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the people who didn't, who I thought I had this huge community. Yeah. Left. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it was that gift in there of working with the transmutation and going, okay, and coming to the realization. Yes, contemplation is a part of this. Yeah. So I don't want to make it seem like it isn't. Oh, it is. I know. You but <laughs> you have wonderful language to help those that are yeah. like annoyed at listening to Cassandra say they should be contemplating. <laughs> well, it's not even so much that it's just they don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's when people are like, so what? I'm supposed to sit here and, and contemplate this for the rest of my life. Right. And I always yeah. tell people like my clients, listen, healing is a spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not linear. So there might be something that you're going to bump and you may bump into it again down the road, but you're a different person and you're, you have a different perspective and yeah. it's not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so that transformation of sitting with that change maker and going, okay, I have to. And if you look at a lot of my keys, they all talk about embracing change. Mm. Like one of my keys, I can't even remember the day. It's, it's, I'm the bridge to the new human. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you probably know yeah. which one. It's like, that's your bridge. That's mm -hmm. in my Venus path. It's like, you're here to do that and teach. So you're, and the other one is, I am meant to get really comfortable with the unknown. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And it even said that in my key. It was mm-hmm. like, you're going to be put in some precarious situations, but yeah. understand you'll never be hurt. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much there that I can in- unpack as well. I, we're definitely going to have to have another conversation, you know, um, because I want to talk a little bit more about your work and how you work with clients. And, you know, maybe you can share um, an example. Do you have an example or a particular way in which you've been able to witness you know, transformation through this work that you do. Yeah, being able to expose people to human design and gene keys, right? I I tried to keep this side of me out of my coaching practice because, you know, there's a misnomer and people are like, oh, okay. And it, and it eventually leaks in. It's who we are. Yeah. And what I found is actually my clients wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're like, we want more human design. We want to learn. So I was like, okay, so it, one of my clients, I when I sat down with her and I did her human design and I did some of her gene keys, it really shifted her marriage. Oh, wow. Because yeah. she found out she's a generator, mm-hmm. but her husband is a reflector. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's rare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally rare. And so she she was mind blown by her transformation, realizing, oh, like this is how I'm built, right? Mm-hmm. To your point, everybody has this a moment of like acceptance, which is, yes. which is what I love about it. Mm-hmm. It shows how unique we really are. And so when she came to that, it helped her. She was also a brain injury survivor and it really helped her to accept herself and give herself permission to now be the way she was and be so detailed and want certain things. And yeah. what she also learned though, she pulled her, her husband's chart on her own. Mm-hmm. And I got a text that night and she's like, oh my God. And I was like, what? And she's like, he's a reflector. Can that be true? And I said, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's rare, but it's true. Yeah. And so she's like, can you pull it again to make sure? And I said, yeah. And just the two of them knowing that, because she's like, he used to annoy me. Yeah. But he was reflecting back to her. <laughs> right? Yeah. Things that she didn't necessarily want to see, but he was not doing it in a mean way. He yeah. was trying to help her. And she goes, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Exactly. It's like our relationship makes sense. And it elevated their relationship to the point where he was getting his friends involved in human design and he changed his Aww. his job and it changed. They, he, she's like, we're so happy now. And I give him his space and he get, like it just reassessed their whole marriage to a whole nother level. That's awesome. And that just warmed my heart because I'm like, this is the power of these tools. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, what that would be interesting to be married to a reflector. Um, That would be, that would be, yeah, interesting, especially as a manifesting generator. Um, Right. Yeah. Uh, That's two total different energies for sure. Well, yeah, you got you, well, you got her as a generator Mm -hmm. and then him as a reflector and two totally, but yet they found a way now because they understood each other on such a different level to work. Yeah. And I love, and that's one thing I love It give, about this is it gives us permission to, to be and acknowledge that we're all different and that's okay. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it. And I see it every time a client, like there's, isn't one client session where I don't see that. Yeah. You know, I worked with a parent and, and his child and she was a manifester. He's a projector. And he said, here, we thought she was just an angry child. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? And the reality yeah. was they just weren't trusting her to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's young. She's in her 20s now. She's a successful entrepreneur. She's very much a manifester. That's awesome. And for a projector type, you know, he's like, well, I know better and you should be listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she just would get angry. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I know what I'm talking about. So it totally transformed her. It transformed their relationship. It trans. Yeah. So it's just amazing. So how can you not okay. share this with everybody? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love it. So speaking of sharing it with everybody, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about how people can get in touch with you? How can they find you? What's the you know best platform um, to reach you? I think the best platform is Instagram. It's got all okay. my links on there, but you can find me on YouTube. It's got my email. So if you need to get in touch with me in any way, shape, or form, Instagram has it all in my bio. Awesome. That's awesome. And I'll be sure to link that um, in the show description. And, you know, you I feel like you get the intention behind this question, you know, um, <laughs> as someone who loves human design and connecting with our heart. I always love asking what is it that you're presently working on, whether it's personally or professionally, that's really lighting you up right now? That's a great question. Um, well, two things. I think personally, it's really owning my worth mm -hmm. and loving myself in a deep way and really being what I am. I'm in the embodiment phase. I'm big on, we know a lot of wisdom, but embodying it is really where the transformation happens. Yeah. And so then what I'm doing is launching a six week, what I'm calling soul fire sessions Ooh. for gene keys and human design, where we're going to deep dive and really find what can we burn away and alchemize to yeah. get you to your, to your highest potential and your best life. Yeah. So that I'm excited for that. There's a lot, I'm excited to see what will happen. I think it'll be a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of contemplation. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to actually walk people through that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to teach them. Yes. So they'll understand. <laughs> um, <Exactly>. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, if you're interested, I definitely want to have you again. And I want to pick your brain more. Um, I, I, you know, this, our time together has absolutely flown by. And so for those listening, oh my goodness, I hope that this conversation has, if nothing else, sparked curiosity to want to understand yourself better and to look at life through maybe a little different lens, you know, looking at those circumstances and things that come your way while they might be challenging. I can only imagine, you know, being in Beckett's situation with, you know, his brain injury and how wonderful that he's been able to take this and and turn it into something completely beautiful. And that is what alchemy is all about. So I invite you to consider these things, to look at life with the possibility of there being gifts and potential on the other side of these situations. And, you know, until next time, have a lovely day. Bye.